1: What are the three ingredients for a long life? We've got the answer. I also have to share the most awesome Unleash the Superhero story with you today. Oh man, it's going to blow your mind. And what if I told you that you could love yourself, love others, and then do what you want? Is that even true? Stay tuned to find out. Let's rock it! Well, happy Friday! I'm the real Brian. How you doing, Captain Influence?
0: I'm pretty good, Brian. I'm Captain Influence, like you just said.
1: Oh, that's that's just fantastic. Welcome,
0: welcome. welcome. But thank you. Uh, yeah. We I, I just got back from church, and yeah. uh, we we're having a we had a good uh, uh, church group going with. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we had a uh, buffet last week. Oh, and that's it was great. Quite uh, nice. Potluck, oh yeah. goodness. Yeah. Oh, potluck. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, okay. And uh, that's great. And we ate lot, lots of biscuits and gravy. Oh, and, um, they
1: make you want to smack your mama. Mm. Oh,
0: smack your smack your baby. Even. Oh, I mean, oh. seriously.
1: Yeah, that's good to smack your baby. Just eat yeah. the, the, the real Brian show makes you want to smack your baby.
0: Mm. Oh, totally. You but, just listen to Brian, the show and you're like, whoosh. Brian, I, I have to digress. You should what? never, ever, ever smack a baby.
1: Oh, K- what K- kick a baby? What about that?
0: Ah. Uh. No, you just get making me get my fan out and fan myself right now. You're just making me all hot and bothered now.
1: I'm sorry. I just I, I get beside myself sometimes. Okay, I, of course, never smack, never kick a baby, never, never.
0: By the way, what folks, about this a cat? How about a cat? This is hundred oh, percent. Oh, Brian, no, stop now, stop. <laughs> this is a hundred percent ad lib. By the way, this is not scripted. And we're not going to do this the entire episode. No, that's good.
1: I just, uh, I, you know, I'd actually, it would be funny to create a character like that, though. Just, just one of those kind of like, how you doing? Um, if you look in Revelation, it says thou shalt listen to the real Brian show, or else. I mean, wouldn't that, that just be really that. cool? It says that or else you're going to burn in hell. I, okay. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is I have actually, you, you know, when you create someone like that, Usually, yeah. it's because you've met someone like that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know a woman. Well, I have known in the past a woman that sounded just like that.
0: Oh I don't, yeah. I well, don't know anyone I, currently my, that my, sounds like that. My boss's wife kind of sounds like that. Actually, Interesting.
1: So. Interesting. Yeah, she's a
0: Southern belle, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and I know some Southern people, and they're great. They're wonderful. You know, the accent. Oh, heck, fire. I just love my, you know, just, just imitating the accent, just having a good time. But no, I actually knew someone that would speak like that in... Unfortunately, it was one of those very judgmental type of you know <laughs> hardcore black and white kind of people, and really funny uh, though. But you know, you got to make fun of people. You got to make fun of ourselves. Yes, people should be That's right. imitating me in a way that makes fun of me, just like we make fun of Sean Connery all the time.
0: Yeah, or Deckard Cain. You know, I, I think I've said this before, but when I do the Russian accent, you know, the the Russian accent this we do sometimes. This know? one, yes, yes. I have a real hard time stopping. So it's true. Yeah. I mean, It's one of those things where if I get started, it's really difficult to stop talking like that. So,
1: Oh, yeah. Even if I do it really poorly. I told you that story. I'm pretty sure I've told this, but I'm going to tell it again because it's still funny that when I was in Taiwan and I was trying to pick up the the Chinese Mandarin accent, when they speak English, they speak in a broken English accent with a Chinese accent. I found myself doing that by accident, you know, and I'd be saying (laughs) something like, welcome to real Brian Shaw. (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, holy crap, I'm totally being racist. No, I wasn't being racist. Oh I just I picked it up because I was trying to relate to them and I was trying to pick up their, their accent and their dialect and by accident. No, I couldn't get out of it. I was
0: like, oh my gosh. So I, I understand. Super- you get
1: into accent, it is hard to get out of it.
0: Is. That's very common, actually, because one of my old roommates uh, who is now an expat in Australia, if I talk to him on the phone or Skype or something, he sounds like an Aussie now. It's hilarious. Nice. He's from Wyoming. He had no <laughs> accent. And now he's got a very marked, not, not a hardcore, not, not like a crocodile hunter accent, but he's right. got a very noticeable accent and he, and he, and he, in the inflections uh, of Australian speech. Nice. Just, that's how he talks now. That's great, man. When I lived in London back in 2000 for a semester, I was in London for an architecture exchange thing. We lived there for a few months, and my friend Heidi she started picking up a British accent while we were there. Nice. Nice. And I kept, and I kept thinking, you got to be careful at that I, You get back to the States and people are going to go, Oh, look, it's Madonna. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Apparently you're not from England.
1: I was told by my parents that when I first learned to speak as a young person, I spoke in a British accent. Nobody. I mean, when I first was speaking literally period, I was speaking in a little, little boy's British accent and they don't have any clue. Where I picked that up.
0: Cheerio. I'm the real Brian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pip, pip. Hello. It's not right, but no, it's, Hey, I just
0: love accents. I got to have fun. Yeah.
1: And I I, love accents. And sometimes you're not good at them. And so you work and work and work until you master them.
0: And you're still not good at them.
1: Well, no, actually then I become like really good at (laughs) them that people can't tell. We know what I would love to try though, is just to go around to various places when people don't know you and speak in an accent and just commit and see if they say, "Where are you from?" <laughs> you know, just to, you know, and then just go, just commit to it, commit to the story the whole way through, and then at the very end, be like, "I'm just kidding, I'm totally from I did, here."
0: I did deliver pizzas one night back in the late '90s, uh, doing a fake Australian accent the entire time. Awesome. And a few people, a couple people, asked me if I was from Australia. I was like, "Yeah, I'm from Adelaide," you know. <laughs> and, it's, it's my favorite. Uh, I just time. did it for fun one night, and, and yeah. this this whole topic actually brings me to our vocabulary word of the week, oh, uh, right. ironically. Yes, uh, yes. Which is apocryphal. A p o c r y p h a l. Apocryphal, apocryphal. Mm-hmm. and that means being of questionable authenticity.
1: It does not. So lies ahead when sun is. <laughs> never mind.
0: <laughs> your your Gollum accent's not apocryphal, but my Australian accent's pretty darn apocryphal
1: you know what though again, if you were practicing and you were working on it like you did the the Russian accent, you'd be great because when you first started <laughs> doing that Russian accent, you were having a hard time, and now you're really good at it
0: <laughs> so I'm you' better never know. at it I, I still think a Russian would laugh in my face and of I would course hope they, they would too. yeah,
1: yeah, but you know the whole point is we're trying.
0: <laughs> Your accent is quite, uh, how you say in English, uh, apocryphal, yes. You you ah. sound like white
1: American trash. I, I don't even know what they call us.
0: Trying to be good Russian, drinking good vodka on Dushanbe Road, yes. Yeah,
1: something. I, I know gringo, I know gaijin, and um, dabitsin, or however you pronounce that, you know, the Chinese version of big nose. Ah, you know, those yes. are the derogatory terms towards white people, so... <laughs>
0: We need
1: them. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I don't have a problem. But we can all make fun of ourselves, <laughs> yeah. man. Right. Ah, that's great. Apocryphal. So, I love it. You know, so yeah. let me ask you this. When you hear of Apocrypha, is that questionable authenticity as well? Is this a version of that?
0: Good question. Really good question because remind me what Apocrypha is. I've heard great it Great question.
1: I, I don't know. I, I've heard it too, but I'm trying to figure that is out. It-
0: Oh, is is the apocrypha maybe that group of uh, oh. old Jewish writings that
1: that they right
0: kind of keep separate from biblical? It is canon. B-
1: biblical or related writings not forming part of the accepted canon of scripture. Yes, there you go. I
0: nailed it. So you can you, keep it in the show. There you Woo-hoo!
1: go. Writings or reports not considered genuine. So that goes being right back a questionable to you, authenticity. Being, yeah, look there at you that. go. Boom. Interesting. So I was going to say I've heard that word. Yeah. Oh, me there you too. go. Oh, booyah! Now we know. See, now we're smarter. Much smarter.
0: So, uh, so I think apocryphal is descriptive of the apocrypha, and it can be used in other contexts as well.
1: Fascinating. Well, all right, then. Indeed. I like Daniel it. Daniel Jackson. All right. Here's a question. What is the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Or or give me even up to three if you want.
0: Um, I think the best one I've ever seen is Get off my network. <laughs> That's a good one. No spaces. I like it. Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, I've got a lot of them because I've created most of them. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so I knew you were going somewhere with this?
1: <laughs> yeah. One was uh, Flaming Monkey. Let's see. One was El Pollo Diablo. Uh, you know what's really funny is when I go and create Wi-Fi names. Most of the time, the other Wi-Fis in the area are super boring. It's usually somebody's What's last that? name, or it's like, you know, home one or something boring like that. Yes. And then about like a couple of months later, all of a sudden all the creative names start cropping up because they saw mine.
0: Ah. So yeah, I did see? this for my parents.
1: Yeah. My parents had like, you know, Broncos, because it's, you know, Colorado Denver Broncos. And you're like, uh, so <laughs> I, I went over and I helped my parents with their new stuff, and I created, let's see, one was from so it's from Hunt for Out October. One's called One Ping Only. Ah, their that's nice. their guest network is black that's dogs matter one. because they've got a black lab. <laughs> 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 they do. They've got a so black dogs matter. And yeah, all of a sudden all of these other, you know, crazy networks started popping up again, you know, and I think I had FBI surveillance fan or something like that as one of them. <laughs> and then uh same
0: <laughs> So Keep going, dude.
1: this one these this one I've got a credit to Lord Thunder because you know, he was helping me set up the Unify stuff at one point, and I and he said, "What do you want to call your network?" and and I was right in the middle of like, I don't know, editing a show or something, so I was just kind
0: uh, of you know,
1: TRBS. Yeah, yeah, TRBS. So I wasn't thinking like creatively at all. I was just in that like logistic mode. So I said, "I don't know." Surprise me, man, dude. He came up with some. <laughs> he came up with two fantastic ones. One was the guest network was stop cheating on your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that's one of my favorites. That's awesome. And then uh, the other one was, think of F drive. So F colon, you know, backslash the F drive. Yeah. Back the F up. <laughs> Back the F drive up.
0: <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> so those are that's the two awesome. he came up
1: with in his was the hail, you. hail the Lord thunder. Yeah. Those were the greatest. So there you go. Those are some of the Fi's. What are yours? That's I good. mean, you know, if, if you have some crazy Fi's Please, please post. please post those. Send them in. I got. We got to laugh at these. And if yours is boring, like Home One or you know Wi-Fi Two or whatever the heck it is, get creative.
0: Change it up. Use, Change it up. Use one one of the ones we just gave you. Who yeah, cares? back
1: the f up and stop cheating on your Wi-Fi. <laughs>
0: that would be awesome. Oh
1: my gosh! I'm going to start this question. Then I'm going to come back to something in a second. But this is a question that I know needs to go into next week.
0: Yeah, because it's going to you're going to need time to think about it, right?
1: Yeah, you're going to need time to think about it. I'm going to need time to think about it. And then, of course, every one of us is going to need time. So here's the question. Take a movie title. Okay, first of all, you got a movie title. If you were to change one letter only in its title, what's the new movie about? Like, it's going to change the plot completely, right? So if you change. So, for example, the new movie Joker coming out in October, if you were to change it to change the J to a T and just call it Toker. (laughs)
0: Then it becomes and it becomes a, <laughs> yeah, a uh, how movie. high movie. Yeah, a party yeah.
1: movie. It's going to be like the the Hangover or something like that, right?
0: Or Jane Silent Bob or uh, how high or uh Yeah,
1: or, or half baked. Something about uh anyway, you you get the point. <laughs> Here's like an oldie from like the 90s, The Bridges of Madison County. You change it to The Fridges of Madison County. Fantastic movie all about refrigerators. I mean, beautiful. Oh, just a just a oh, beautiful exciting, drama. Happy. Academy award winning. So <laughs> need some ideas here and we're going to need to think about this too. Cause I'm going to go through a list of some of the most popular movies that are out right now. Just go to town. Think of some, and it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be like new movies. It can be old movies. It doesn't matter, but just go through them, give us ideas and then tell us what the plot's going to be about. I'm sure it'll be pretty self-explanatory, but I know captain you're going to come up with some stuff too. I'm,
0: I'm so quiet right now because I'm trying to think of some, but yeah,
1: <laughs> like toy story. It could be soy sort, soy story. Or boy story. Boy
0: story. Mm, oh gosh, my right. gosh! Yeah. Uh, no. No. Uh, boy story. Hellboy. Like Jewish. Yeah. Boy story. <laughs> Do you remember Hellboy? Yeah, I remember Hellboy. Yeah.
1: It could be called Bellboy. Be a yeah. See? movie. See what I mean? Yeah. It could be changed have fun to. With it. I don't even know. I mean, go to town. Have some fun. So we we need some ideas here. Star Wars could be bar wars, but that doesn't really work.
0: Yeah, you know, that's it's two all, letters. it's two letters. Uh, so it's
1: got to be one letter.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, let's not waste more time. Okay. Right anyway, now. think about it. <laughs> Let us
1: know. Seriously, we want ideas here. This is going to be crazy, uh, but yeah. All right. So I wanted to, this is kind of funny. I find it comical because it's easy to get a little worried about this, but it's, it's pretty comical. I mentioned, I don't know, it's been about a month ago now when I was talking about Profit Cast, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I should start oh, yeah. back
0: Profitcast. And I was thinking this yeah, might you, be a really good idea. It was when I was in town, I think.
1: Yeah, and I had this really cool idea at first. And I got all excited about it. And then some people were thinking, Brian, starting up ProfitCast again. And I thought, well maybe I shouldn't have been quite so positive because I still have to go through like what it's really going to take to do it. And then what the, you know, the return on the investment is going to be the benefit, the fulfillment, all that. I mean, I had to go through all that. Right. And then I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to start this or not. I mean, I know it's been kind of the same with our quest from a to Z and Mm -hmm. it probably, maybe I'm a little oversensitive on this one, but I bet it sounds sort of flaky and wishy washy when we're bringing these ideas up and then either nothing happens or we say, okay, never mind, (laughs) And you know, and it probably does, right? People are just, I mean, all you hear is, hey, we got an idea. And then you, you hear nothing or you hear, oh, never mind, That's not going to happen, which sounds flaky. Totally. Yeah,
0: but, sure. It, it might come off that way.
1: Totally. But what you don't know is the everyday life that goes on between the time we bring it up and the time that, you know, nothing happens or we <laughs>
0: we say no <"Never laughs> or, or something, maybe. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's interesting because in you and I've had conversations about like Quest for A to Z quite a bit. I don't know about you, but I go through very intense over the top painstaking thought and analysis processes to look at all of this stuff big time. So there's like, again, what's the benefit? What's the fulfillment for us? What's the return on our investment? What's the benefit to the listeners? What's the whatever, right? I mean, you just go through all of that stuff and you say, Hey, this is a really cool idea, but when it's put into practice, what does it really look like? And I thought about that when it came to profit cast and I thought, man, if I were to restart this, you know, how would it look and what would it do? And I had this really cool idea the more that I researched that idea, the more that I got into it, the more that I really thought about all of it, the more I kind of went, maybe the show needs to stay ended for a reason. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Even though there are, there's a cool possibility to restarting. It feels like it would be a lot more work on my end for little to no return, Hmm. which at this point in my career and in my life, I'm not even interested in. It's got to be a return on my time one way or the other. Yeah,
0: Sure. So,
1: I kind of just went, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right decision or not, but here's the thing. Even though this may sound flaky and all that, first of all, and this is something I probably should not do on the show, but (laughs) I'm a verbal processor, you know, thinking through things. It's better if I talk through it. If I just try to think through it, nothing happens. I'm also an extrovert, which means I like to just talk and discuss with people. And here's the thing that I really wish I could do more of, you know, in addition to this show is collaborate and team play with others because I don't really enjoy hosting solo shows. I've done that. That's what Profitcast was. It was a solo show. I love, you know, doing stuff with other people, co-hosting with you. I love the idea of building, you know, a team and a community and just doing stuff together. That's kind of what it's all about. You know? So when I see these podcasts or these podcast networks that have multiple shows and they have multiple people and they're all friends and they're all doing stuff together, that's what I'm dreaming after, you know? Right. I don't want to just go and create a bunch of solo shows because I'm too much of an extrovert for that.
0: Fair enough. So that's
1: kind of where I, I went with ProfitCast was. was uh, it really is no benefit to me from a community standpoint. It's just all about, you know, me doing it myself. Again.
0: So you got to get co-host for that show, Brian. Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to. But that's all right. So
1: anyway, well, that's ever. that's kind well, of where now. I'm at. I, I, uh, well, I'll come back to that in a second. But another thing that I think is very interesting, and this is something... Some of you probably don't know about yourselves. You may, you may not, I don't know, but I used to be one of those dreamers, essentially the kind of person that people typically hated, you know? So it's like, (laughs) Hey, I got an idea. Let's bring rock concerts to our city. Like we don't have concerts here. Let's do that. And then someone would say, uh, yeah, right. How? And I'd be like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. You know, that guy. Mm. Well, that guy actually did that. And we launched We got a bunch of really big name rock concerts here. We succeeded. It was great. Here's the thing though. I teamed up with another guy who was like a logistic King. So I was the dreamer. He was the, like the implementer and together we did something really great. If I had done it myself, I probably could never have done it. And if he had done it himself, he would have never had the vision. So you need the dreamers and the vision people And you also need those who are great at logistics and details and you need to team up and you need to do this together or else nothing happens. You look at like John Lee Dumas, for those of you who know who he is, and he's the dreamer. He's the, the vision person and, you know, coming up with all the grand ideas. And Kate is the detail oriented person and the person who can like implement things and, you know, create the systems and stuff. And together they form an unstoppable team.
0: So now, Who's the cast of Taming of the Shrew? Who, who's John Lee, Demas, and Kate? What? John Lee Dumas. Dumas? Yeah. He, he's a podcaster. Ah. Yeah. I'm going to say you probably wouldn't know him because you're not
1: in that, that space, but some of us <laughs> know who he is. But anyway, the point ah. being, it's a great team. Yeah, so... Well. Somewhere along the way, for whatever reason, I got buried in logistics and details and minutiae because, again, people were like, you need to be more like that. You need to think about that stuff. And so, unfortunately, I stopped dreaming as much because the logistics would get in the way. So I would think of this great idea and the logistics would kill the dream before it ever took flight. And I was like, okay, we got to stop doing that. We got to get back to the dreaming again. So it's an interesting, you know, self-discovery. And I hope this is something that others can relate to because... There are those of us who are the dreamers and we get pushed down because we're the annoying people. (laughs) But here's the thing. Here's to dreaming. Here's to empowering the dreamers because without those people, the world would go nowhere. But also here's to the planners and the logistics people because without you, we dreamers would fail.
0: Amen, brother. Amen. Can I get an amen, Brian? I got an amen for you right here. Smack. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. High five. Smack. So yeah, and, and Brian, you mentioned that you wanted to collaborate you know and be a, you know work with a team and 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 whatnot, and I was you know I just wanted to touch on that because it seems to me maybe people aren't as into collaboration in that same regard as they used to be, and I wonder if that mm-hmm. might be a a result of what we're all immersed in with social media over the last decade.
1: I think so too, because I've noticed that, well, I mentioned the whole uh concert thing. And I was able to recruit. I mean, shoot, we had like 40 to 50 something volunteers to mm-hmm. help with these concerts. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's insane. And, and you know, I remember we talked about, hey, let's let's do shows together. And let's, you know, I, I used to host radio stations and we used to have probably eight co-hosts on that show. Huh? It was crazy. And it's a completely different story today. Asking people to collaborate. It's like people are too busy. People are very much focused on, you know, whatever they personally want to do. And granted, I'm not saying anyone's malicious about this because somebody yeah. might get defensive and say, well, hold on a minute. You know, yeah, I don't, right. no, I'm not saying anything against anyone specific. I'm just saying culturally that we do tend to want to just kind of do our own thing these days rather than teaming up and doing something greater together. So yeah, right. I would agree and, with you.
0: And, well, but I think that it, it ties in with social media, but only because, you know, in social media, we are given a space, we are given a social construct where we can ghost the people we're dealing with without really yeah. any consequence you know we can kind sure. of back out without any without any social stigma attached to it oh yeah and i think that that paradigm that we're that we're so we take for granted now in social media can carry over into the rest of our lives and so that may that may be, maybe maybe and, and i might be looking too deep in, into that but maybe that's one of the negative aspects of social media that is transforming our society constantly now. And there's no turning back from it really. Well, yeah. world war three would turn us back from it, but you know, aside from some calamity or <laughs> some meteor hitting the earth or something sure, like that, sure. that's the path we're on now. And so it'll be interesting to see how it evolves.
1: Well, okay. So even take gaming, you know, cause you and I do that. I, I think there's some understanding in that, that when you would game, if you played on console, it was like, hey, man, come on over. We'll sit on the couch together. We'll play on the same TV and the same yes. console. Nobody does that anymore. Everybody's like, let's let's play online now. Or let's have a LAN party. Everybody bring over your computers and we'll set them all up at a bunch of tables and we'll eat junk food and we'll talk and we'll hang out and we'll game together. Nope. Don't want to leave my home. I want to play online.
0: That's, it's not as common, I bet. It still happens, but it's, it's not very as common, rare. I think. I
1: can't yeah. even remember the last time I've had a, quote, LAN party or somebody coming over and playing the console with me in the same house. I can't remember. I mean, it's been years, but you're Mm. right. And and even with social media, it's like, I I, I do laugh at this one though. When we're here in town, for example, if there's somebody I know in town and I say, Hey, let's get together for coffee. And they will be like, hit me up on social media. I'll be like, dude, (laughs) let's just schedule a freaking time right now. (laughs) Let's go get coffee or dinner or let's go watch something, you know, and it's like people would rather communicate on social media in the same town than actually physically get together, yeah. which to me is yeah. like, no offense. It's
0: hyper-individualization is what I'm going to call it. I'm going to coin that.
1: It's destruction of community. That's really what it comes down to.
0: But at the same time, people would understandably argue that, you know, social media has created community where it did not exist before. And that's very true. Yes but and no, it is. Though. But it is a, it, it's a community where you are... Distance from it, you can be as far away from it or as close to it as you want. Whereas you're not forced to have face to face with the other members of that community. Exactly. You're just you're just chatting with them in a in a in a chat room or, you know, that's old school. You you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Remember AOL chat rooms? Check fire! You've got no, mail. Uh, you've got mail. Yeah, that yeah. was such a big deal. Well, so but, here's a yeah, thought. Know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, and so I think that there's some cool aspects to social media big time because yeah. we would not be able to do this show without social media. So right. that's a very cool benefit to social media. The fact that, True. you know, those of us who are connected that live in other states, countries, cities, et cetera, that's amazing. We can all keep in touch. We can build community in a way that we've never really been able to do in history of this world, which is amazing.
0: Yes. And so it's important.
1: I agree that the benefit to social media is just extraordinary. The problem with social media is when we allow it to hyper individualize us. I love that term that you just used. When we allow it to hyper individualize ourselves and then also we use it as a crutch to not have to get together with people in person. If we live in a different country, totally understood. We're not going to get together. Maybe once in a while we plan a trip or we plan some kind of a TRBS cruise like we've always talked about and we all get together and we have a good time, (laughs) right? But on a normal day, it's not like I can contact our Canadian friends and say, Hey, let's, let's go get coffee. Let's go to a movie. We just can't, we live too far away. We've got countries, you know, it's, it's what it is. But the fact that we can still connect is amazing. So I think, cause you know, the question I'm always asking is, and you said it, social media is not going away. If anything, it's just going to keep getting more pervasive basically. So the question is, is how do we intentionally create community? How do we put a priority on creating community? even with social media and especially with social media, with those of us who don't live in the same town or state. Does that make sense?
0: How do we create this? I think one of the things that's going to help with that, that melding of the current paradigm and where we used to be as far as, you know, community, you know, interacting face to face is going to be virtual reality. Mm. And so at the very most 20 years from now, we are going to be able to have that TRBS cruise mm. in virtual space. That'd be so. Cool. We're all whoever wants to be on that cruise is going to log in. It's going to be like it's going to be similar to. Hopefully, it's going to be very similar to Ready Player One, mm. something yeah. like that. Yeah, get on. Where you you put on your you put on your haptic suit and your goggles, and suddenly you are transported. Your your mind is transported to a cruise ship that feels authentic, looks authentic, sounds authentic. And you can you can have face-to-face time with whoever you want. Welcome to the Oasis. In that, in that space. Yeah. But until then, it's contributing to that hyper-individualization, yeah. sort of. Well, so, we
1: have video. And I think that's something that we've also talked about here on the show is doing video because people like to see faces and... I would love to do it. I still would. I just, uh, you know, there's all the, again, logistics that get in the way, but it's like, dude, getting, doing some video would be a lot of fun because, you know, people could see us. They could see our facial expressions. They could see the fact that we don't ever wear any clothes. And you know, I mean, it would just be amazing. So yeah. And that's something that we can do more of, especially for those of us who don't live in the same town is, you know, get on video, chat more, hang out.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to use the word apocryphal in a sentence right now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I, and I've always, always said I have the love, hate relationship with, with social media because I, mm. you know, when I got on social media 10 years, 10 plus years ago, I loved it. It was amazing because it was very community focused. And since then it's become very uh, well, I'm going to say it. Some of you are going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. It's become very narcissistic focused and very individ, hyper individualistic focused. Mm. And I don't like that because I know it's not healthy for me personally, So I can't engage in that activity regardless of what quote the trend is and what everybody else thinks I should do. I don't want to become narcissistic. I don't want to become hyper individualistic. I still want to Mm -hmm. create community. I still, I mean, and I I have this term and I'm going to talk about it in a minute about how I really want to make sure that whatever I do fulfills me and then also benefits others. I don't want to be completely selfish. I don't want to do something that's going to just feed my ego and my narcissism. I don't want that. So good
0: for you, Brian, that's the golden rule. You know that i right? tell
1: you what, that's, that's what I've been trying to tell people all the time. They just don't get it sinners anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to create more community and that's all I ask and it's yeah. hard to do. It is because people are so busy and I understand why they're busy. It's easy to get busy. It's easy to get just, and then you forget about people. It's like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, because you're communicating with so many different people. You're doing so many things. You're watching so many TV shows. You know, there's so much going on that you just forget. So I get it. And that's why I go back to the whole thing that I don't want to just do something when it comes to the podcast or a podcast or a network or video or anything that's solely focused on me delivering something. That's why it's all about the collaboration and the community. And if I can't do it, well, then I'll I'll hold off. Come up with the next thing, but I like your thoughts. So if it's not virtual reality in the next 10 to 20 years, then what do we do? Cause I think getting off social media isn't necessarily the answer either because then you lose contact with those who don't live with.
0: That's a brain scratcher right there.
1: Yeah. No. And again, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm looking at a solution. Like, what's the solution yeah. to building community in a healthy way, while still utilizing the tool of social media? I'm very curious. Yeah. Because all they I hear are. about anymore is the complaint about social media, and these are from the business people now that are talking about social media marketing and how utilizing social media is becoming increasingly more difficult to market your business. Well, then why is everybody still doing it? You know what I mean? Like nobody's saying anything positive about social media right now. So I'm curious as to, okay, then how do we utilize it in a positive way and build community? How do we do that and not let it feed into our narcissism and ego? I'm seriously asking for questions. I'm asking for, I have a question. I want an answer. Who's got an answer. Tell me, come on, bring it. I know many of you are wiser than I.
0: So many. Yes.
1: Yes. Tell me. Tell me, Kirk.
0: And don't, don't send us any of your any apocryphal answers you know, and, and solutions to this problem. You know what I mean? Yes. And it is <laughs> possible that, that, that... I do okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Nobody knows either. So we'll see. Maybe we all have this question. But one thing we do have an answer to is what the three ingredients to a long life are. So would you like to fill us in on this?
0: Yeah. So the three ingredients to a longer life are tea, apples, and moderation.
1: Really? That's simple.
0: Yeah. If you go to goodnewsnetwork.org, scroll down a little ways by now, you'll see the, uh, the, the story that I'm referencing. Basically, it's a story about a study that was done where foods that are High in what's called flavonoids are, and this is going to be a little bit of duh, Captain Influence, come on, Uh, but flavonoid-rich items such as apples and tea protect against cancer and heart disease, particularly for smokers and heavy drinkers. In other words, if you're a smoker or you have been a smoker or a heavy drinker like I used to be, mixing in flavonoid-rich foods into your diet regularly, like every day at least 500 milligrams, they say, can really mitigate hmm. the effects of what you did to your body or are doing to your body that are not good. So I thought that was a really interesting story. I wanted to sh- uh, share it. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. But just to define a flavonoid, because flavonoid sounds kind of like a apocryphal term. If you, ex- <laughs> you know, if you'll excuse my pontification here, flavonoids are a group of plant metabolites thought to provide health benefits through cell signaling pathways and antioxidant effects okay these molecules are found in a variety of fruits and vegetables they are polyphenolic molecules containing 15 carbon atoms and are soluble in water yay anyway they're a legitimate thing basically you know people tell you to eat lots of blueberries and fruit and stuff like that it's because they have antioxidants like flavonoids in them so,
1: so the the short of it is, is that we eat foods and we do things to our bodies, whether it's environmental, whether it's stress, whether it's pollution, whatever, smoking, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? That creates inflammation in our bodies. Yes. Inflammation damages our bodies. In fact, a lot of studies now are actually saying that inflammation really is the root cause for pretty much every sickness and disease out there.
0: It starts yes, with you, inflammation
1: and it goes from there essentially. You
0: totally, totally picked up the ball that I dropped. Thank you, Brian. Oh no, no, you inflammation you, being you the didn't, key. You didn't drop any ball. You passed
1: <laughs> the ball to me and I I grabbed yes, it and went in for the score. Exactly. And then they say, and I, I call them flavonoids because that's what I, I grew up with, but that's all right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They've been shown to be anti inflammatory and improve the blood vessel function, which supposedly is associated with lower risk of death from heart disease and cancer. But again, right. it goes back to inf- inflammation. So if you're, if you're, you not know, green tea, for example, is, is huge with flavonoids and antioxidants, as is a lot of like vegetables and fruits and stuff like that, which is anti inflammatory. And then of course there are foods that are very inflammatory and stress is very inflammatory and so on and so forth. Turmeric is another good thing that's super anti inflammatory. And this is where I got to be careful is that everybody says, oh, you know, okay, green tea or, or tea and mo-, well moderation. That's what I like. The moderation is really key here. Because you can say apples, I'm gonna have five apples a day, and I'm gonna just drink tea until I can't stop peeing, pretty much, you know, or uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna consume like way too much turmeric. Green. <laughs> well, you'd be, I don't even know. It's coming out my eyes. Anyway, it's it's just like moderation. I think is the key here because because everybody's body is different. We don't know what the effects of tea and apples and turmeric does to each of us. So some of us may need more. Some of us may need less. Some of us may not need any at all because it's bad for us. I mean, we don't know. So it comes back to, yes, they, they are anti-inflammatory and they're really good for us, but make sure your body can also handle it and do it in moderation and moderation yep. in general period. I know they were talking about, you know,
0: and now I'm going to start calling it flavonoid because I think you're absolutely correct. And <laughs> I, I have to apologize because I grew up listening to Flava Flav and, uh, oh, yeah. Flavonoids,
1: boy. Got that big clock. Yeah, fool. Anyway. No, it's good. Uh I, I don't know. It could be <laughs> flavonoid, it could be flavonoid. I just I, I've I called like them flavonoid. F- flavonoid just sounds funny. And sometimes Flavoid I
0: sounds more official.
1: And sometimes I use it as like instead of using a cuss word, because I don't want to be a, a you know, a, a <laughs> one of those sinning cursors. Um I use flavonoid instead. Hell. I'll be like flavonoid.
0: Ah, You know, like that. You do not. I do actually <laughs> You better not <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> don't do it to me. That's dumb. No, it's
1: funny though, but I don't do it often. So don't worry. Well, anyway, no, right. great, great list of three ingredients for a long life, bro. Thank you.
0: Cool story, bro. It was a and cool then, story. Uh, and I also wanted to give you guys an update on my underdesk treadmill that I mentioned last week,
1: which is also a key to a longer life. So this is the fourth ingredient.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the good news is it works, yes. uh, but here's the but. It Uh-oh. it does slow me a down bad. a little bit work wise, but nothing too bad. And also, I, I tend to get a little more irritable while I'm walking and working out at the same time. Sure. <laughs> so, stuff. If if an email comes in from a contractor that is annoying to me, I'll get more annoyed if I'm sweating and working. You know, I'm annoyed. Uh, I'm
1: working here. I'm. Wa- I mean, I'm walking here.
0: Leave me alone. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, uh, you, no, I understand. You, next thing is you'd be surprised how little you need to walk to start sweating,
1: <laughs> especially inside. Um,
0: yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm walking away at, at a pretty, fairly slow pace. You're not supposed to walk very fast with those things. You're just supposed to, it's just supposed to keep you constantly moving, which is the good, that's where the benefit comes from. Nice. But I wasn't walking too fast and I, you know, I, I was pretty sweaty after like a half hour. Hmm. So I'm going to need to get a strong fan to blow on me. Nice. I need to figure out a way to keep my office from starting to smell like a locker room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Candles. Not there yet. Essential oils. It, it's
0: going to, it's going to get there. Yeah. yeah, essential oils. There you go. I'm going to vape them or whatever, you know. Yeah, you get um, one of those little diffusers. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm not going to walk all day after all, but okay. I'm going to walk just a couple miles here and there each day good. so I don't wear out myself and the machine. So,
1: Well, that's good, though. That's moderation, yeah. first of all. And I think, you know, here's a thought that I've, for some reason, just thought about, but this is something I think people need to remember. The super fit people forget what it was like to be unfit. And so, you know, when they're saying, come on, man, push yourself. It's like, dude, you know, I haven't worked out like this and ever, you know, or whatever the case may be. Or so, you know, if you're walking on a treadmill, first of all, it's a different way of walking because you're walking on a mechanical thing versus ground. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your body, you're using muscles you've never really used before and you got to work up to it. And I think that's really what it comes down to is like, you know, 10 minutes a day is not a bad thing. And then 20 minutes a day and then 30 and then event, you know, what I'm saying like we get this thing where we've got to go full on, man, we're going to walk 15 miles in a day and then we injure ourselves and we get blown out of shape <laughs> and then we don't do it again. And it's like, right. just start slow and small and just work your way up. You know, and when you become comfortable, do a little more.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, that's really and, all it is. And the best thing is, is that today, just taking today, I walked uh, three miles while I work. Nice. Boom. So I'm, I'm, it is it's going it's going to be a good thing. Uh, I just I'm, I'm I'm just working on the the pacing of it and everything and and a few little logistics surrounding the whole thing but but sure. I'm glad I I'm glad I pulled the trigger.
1: That's great, man. Well, and it's important to also take rest days. That's something I'm I've learned the hard way. Fair enough. I mean if if you are doing like I don't think you ever need necessarily a movement rest day per se. Right. But like, no, I did a long bike ride Thursday last week. I don't remember. I think it was last Thursday. And anyway, it was a long bike ride commuted somewhere. It was, you know, 98 degrees outside 97, something like that. And it was super hot. And by the time I got there, I was just drained Friday. I did a really, really intense Pilates session. And then Saturday I was just dead tired. And (laughs) then we're like, let's clean the house and let's go on another intense bike ride. And I did. <laughs> and by Sunday, I felt like crap. So it's
0: like,
1: I should have taken Saturday off because, you know, it's not just movement. It was, you know, actual muscular. It was intense workout. Um, yeah. In
0: that case, absolutely. Yeah. But, and but then in pick my it up case, on Sunday. just, just walking a couple miles while I work, I should do that every day.
1: Sure. But if there's ever a day where you're like, I'm really tired, it's like, you know, listen to that, give yourself a break and then come back the sure. next day. It's Okay.
0: Once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway,
1: congratulations and awesome.
0: Thank you. Yes. I'm so excited. I like it.
1: I'm still trying to figure out the under the desk bike. That'd be special. Okay. Oh, I got to I got to read this dude. So I have an awesome unleashed a superhero story. And it's awesome because it's something I would never have done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then that's saying something because it's like, dude, I, I, not that I couldn't have, you know, not like any of us could have, but it's like, this is such a great example of somebody who did something so profoundly superheroish that it's just like, oh man, awesome. Okay. You remember Suzanne Miller from Do a List Thing? Yes. Way back, did that episode a couple of years ago. If you've never listened to that episode with Suzanne Miller, Do a List Thing, you have got to go back and listen to it. It was a beautiful episode. In fact, I will link the episode in the show notes. So if you go to realbryanshow.com slash 175, I will link her episode and you can go back and, you know, listen to it. It was really, really good. Really inspiring. Okay. So yep. first of all, here's why <laughs> we're Facebook friends. So I actually have not seen her, but she was walking down in the downtown area. She posts this on Facebook walking down in downtown today. A guy walked by slipped a beaded bracelet on my wrist and says, a blessing gift for you, ma'am. I was a little (laughs) startled, but smiled and said, well, thank you. He rubbed his fingers together while saying a little money, ma'am. I told (laughs) him I didn't carry cash on me, which she doesn't, by the way, Uh, which is very wise when you're down in that part of town. Anyway, he took the bracelet off my wrist and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Took the blessing (laughs) back too, I guess. Ha! Smiley face. And I'm like, wait, wait, that's how did you respond like that? I would have been so pissed. I would have wanted to punch the guy in the face. I know. And I'm just like, Oh, this is a woman we should aspire to be more like. She is such, such an inspiration because I would have been angry and I should have reacted like she did like, Oh, that's too bad. Well, Oh, well nice. You know, move on. Smiley face. (laughs) Uh, She has the best attitude because things she posts, it's positive. I mean, you would not believe how hard her life has been that situation would probably piss off most of us. Mm. And she responded in a very respectful and grace, gracious manner. That's the kind of people we should be like, that's the kind of wh- I mean, that's how we should unleash our superhero. So
0: that's who we should emulate. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I know we keep saying should, and we really should say get to we get to, and we really truly emulate. do get to, but it is a choice. So let's emulate that. All right. I've been thinking about something. That has, I brought this up at the beginning of show. I said, can you really truly love yourself and love others and then do what you want? Is that even true? So let me back up a little ways. This was actually from a pastor at a church we used to attend many years ago. He was just doing his thing. And at one point he said, so really what it comes down to is this, love God and love others and do what you want. And I was like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. What said it? No, it's not that simple. There's no way it's that simple. Now, by the way, I believe in this. If you're not a Christian, if you're, if you don't believe in the Bible, if you don't want to love God, then fine. I'm just telling you, this is how it started. This is the original phrase. Yeah. And I just got to the point of saying like, what? And, and I, throughout the years, cause this is, I don't know, maybe seven years ago or something like that, that I heard this. Maybe, maybe more than that. I'm not even sure, but it keeps coming back up this whole phrase, this whole idea of how simplistic it really is. Now, again, if you're not in the whole love God thing, then love yourself because I feel like if we truly love ourselves and not a narcissistic way, of course, then we would actually see ourselves in a worthy and valuable way. That's Mm -hmm. what I mean by loving yourself. And I know that there are many of us who do not see ourselves in a valuable and worthy way. And probably all of us at one point or another in our life have at least thought that once or twice. Of course. But I I believe that there are a lot of people who still think this today. So if we truly, truly love ourselves in a way that we see ourselves as valuable and worthy, that's a good thing, right? Then if you truly, truly love others and I'm, I'm going to add this in. If you strive to love, respect and value others, because I know sometimes it's hard to love someone else, but can you at least value them? Can you respect them? Can you see them as another human being that is at least worthy of some value? If you look at it that way, then whatever you do is going to be good. Period. Hmm. And it was the craziest thing because the first time I heard that, I thought there's no way it's that simple. There's no, there's no way. Like, what about if I do this? Does it really matter? And the more I came up with a list and kept saying, okay, well, if I love... Again, in my case, if I love God and I love others, or in, in another way, if I love myself and I love others, then does it really matter what I do? If I do this and I love myself and I love other people and I'm valuing other people, is it going to be a bad thing? It, it's not. Hmm. So, like, if I play video games and it's fun for me, it's fulfilling for me, and I get to hang out with other friends, and so it's a benefit to friends and it creates community, then it's good, right? Right? But if I'm playing video games and I'm neglecting Sarah, then that's not necessarily good. Does that make sense? Of course. But if I'm saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do this job because a lot of people, here's the problem. People, they, they ask like, Oh my gosh, what should I do with my life? What's my mission? What's my purpose? You know, what's the job that I should take? Should I move into this house or not? Is it, should I buy this car? It's like these, these like agonizing decisions. And the question is, is one, do you see yourself as valuable and worthy first? And are you striving to love and value others? Does it really matter then? Oh, okay. Does that make sense?
0: That does make sense. You just have to be careful because if you do what you want, that's kind of an open book. You that's have, an open door.
1: You have to love others too.
0: Right. Now, but then even even if you love others, you could still if you do what you want, you could do all there's all I mean, the sky's the limit, you could do all sorts of horrible things. Well then you really truly don't I, love others then. No, that well, okay, that's true. Because I was gonna say if, if I if, if I wanted to drink a handle of whiskey every week, then that is not reflecting love for those around me because they care about me and Correct That's going to kill me. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mm, so if that is you're, interesting. If you're so, drinking
1: a ton of whiskey and you know, your wife doesn't, I mean, I don't know, but let's just say that you're drinking a lot and you're not the greatest around your wife and she doesn't really like it. And the people around you don't like it. And you're kind of acting like an idiot and you end up killing yourself yeah. at a young age. You obviously didn't care what others got out of your actions. Right.
0: Yeah, I get it. So in other words, if you, if you love yourself and you love others, especially uh, those who care about you, then insert do what you want and see if it works. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If it makes any sense, because the love yourself and love others part has to be uh, whatever you do, what you want has to be predicated on those two things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, okay. Okay. For example, here's another way to put it. If you are, if you do something that is fulfilling to you and also beneficial to others, then do whatever you want. So you can put it that way too. So like if I sleep, that's very fulfilling to me. <laughs> it's very beneficial to me. And interestingly, if I get enough sleep, which makes me healthy, it makes me, you know, mentally and emotionally in a healthy place, then guess what? That is a benefit to others too. Yeah, if I okay. don't sleep, then I'm a crab. I, I'm a jerk. I've got a short temper. Um, you know, I've got sickness, whatever. That's not beneficial to anyone. So it's kind of weird, but if you really look at it from those lenses of, if I love myself and I love others then making this decision, doing this thing is actually it's okay. Now granted, none of us, none of us can be 100% altruistic. So no matter what we say, like, Oh, I, of course I love people. It's like, you know, we're never going to be perfect at this. We are going to do things that 100% benefit us and not someone else. It's just the way it's going to be.
0: And you're not going to love everybody else. I mean, that's just, that's silly.
1: That's, that's just ridiculous. Of course it is. Yeah. And but the thing is is it's not even necessarily that you do, it's more of a can you strive to? Right. It's really coming back to the unleashing of the superhero. Yeah. None of us are gonna be perfect. None of us are gonna do the right thing all the time. We need to have a little bit of grace on ourselves for that. But at the same time, it comes back to like, do we strive for this? And if we strive for it, then we're we're on the right path at least. You know, we're trying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's amazing how simple and yet profound this statement was. And like I said, it was It was spoken seven, eight years ago. I kind of thought about it over the years. I've analyzed it and then it keeps getting brought up recently. And I, I've been using that because I get so like, I mean, I think we all do, but I, you know, you get so you agonize over things, I think is what happens. Mm -hmm. And you start to go, oh man, I don't know what I should do about this. And then you kind of just step back and say, does it really matter? I mean, am am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I trying to do this because I love myself and I love others? You know, if I'm flipping someone off on the road, I am clearly not loving others <laughs> clearly. So that is not a good decision, regardless of how I feel, regardless of how justif- justified. I feel it, it's bad. So that's what I mean is like strive to love yourself, strive to love others and what you do will be okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. There you go, man. I like, all right. So, uh,
1: give us your thought on that, because I'm curious to hear your response to that and, uh, you know, apply it to life and see to your life and, and let us know how it goes.
0: You see, our, our just applying an apocryphal Russian accent out of nowhere Beautiful generates others to say such things, you know. So, Absolutely yeah.
1: beautiful. Yeah. Da. You da. know, this actually kind of leads me into something that I, I hadn't planned on talking about, but I, I'm, this is a question. We love to review movies and TV shows and games and stuff like that as well. However, there have been times, I mean, there, there's a difference in saying, honestly, we didn't like it or, you know, here's what we got out of it. Here's where it could have been better. You know, there's room for being very honest and giving a good opinion about something and giving, you know, people something to think about. But there have been times where we have gotten upset with things we've watched and consumed Mm. case in point my extreme frustration with the show whiskey cavalier
0: okay why yeah. was
1: i so upset about it i don't know but i went to a <laughs> place where i have to ask myself was i loving myself well yeah absolutely because I, I cared, because you right i cared about my opinion right. <laughs> it's that simple was i okay. loving others in the way that i trashed that show the answer is no no. So I think that's something that, and this is me, I'm curious your thoughts, Captain Influence, and of course anyone else that wants to chime in on this one, I almost feel like that our reviews of our consumptions, TV shows, movies, gaming, etc., they should be constructive, but they should never ever be disrespectful or hurtful in any way to anyone. Because if what if the showrunners were listening?
0: But that's not as fun it's not as exciting or juicy mm. as uh as a more honest and emotional review.
1: Well, honest and emotional is fine as long as you're not terrible. it would okay, let's just say one of those showrunners was let's say JJ Abrams was sitting in front of you right now and you went off on him and started. I punched
0: him in the face. Yeah, would you really though? No, because that'd get me in trouble.
1: No, but how would you feel if you saw him, you know, like the look on his face after you pretty much destroyed his
0: manhood? You're right. I could never do something like that. It's not, it's not in me.
1: Yeah. Even though your, your feelings are valid and I think your opinions are valid. I think that they, they took some decisions and they, they, you know, they people do things with movies and TV shows that we don't agree (laughs) with, but the point, and I guess I'm, I don't know. I'm just bringing this up because we just talked about it, but it's like, should we ever go down that path? of trashing these shows and, and movies and stuff like that in the way that sometimes we can, we don't do it often, but sometimes, no or should we just say, let's be constructive so people know what to expect. And then let's focus on the positive that we did get out of it. If we got any, maybe, maybe we Fair didn't enough. get anything out of it and we go, well, we didn't get much out of this. And so we're moving along.
0: <laughs> it, it's a good, uh, it's a good goal. That's for sure. Well, I mean, are you, do you, do you believe that? yeah I think that, I mean obviously that's the high road, and I'm always about taking the high road, yeah. so yeah I mean I, and and not that I always do take the high road because we all slip we all fall off the road sometimes, and, of course we do and wallow in the gutter for a while on on a given thing but but uh obviously the the goal is always to take the high road uh, yeah. so yeah, I agree, okay,
1: and it's hard to do because you know when you're watching a movie that is all emotional or a TV show and you're just like,, I just want to rant about it. it's like, does it really help though? Is it really good?
0: No, it doesn't help. It, it you know it helps psychologically in a, in a venting fashion. Then yes, but yeah. but does it help anyone who listens to you? No, of course not. It's not helping at anything. It's just it it may or may not be fun to listen to because you may or may not relate to what is said. But yeah. I take your point.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is as much for me as anyone else too. I mean, it's just trying to think through it because it's interesting. I was having a, a conversation with Sith Master Jay. I call him Savage. Actually, <laughs> I'm Savage. He's Snickers. Sorry. We 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 come up with these jokes, you know, for each other, and I'm Savage and he's Snickers. Cool story, bro. Cool story, bros, right. And and <laughs> everybody needs a fun name like that. You know what I mean? So we'll have to think of one for you. Um, like, you know, Luscious or something. Captain but Influx. anyway, <laughs> Captain Influence, Captain Luscious. So he and I are having a conversation, and, and he was talking about you know he's listening to the show and he was just kind of mentioning a few things. But, you know, one thing that just kind of it's that beautiful reminder that when you hear sometimes comments from someone who's listening to the show, because you know, we, we do the show day in and day in and day out uh, week in and week (laughs) out. We just do the show. We're just doing our thing. And you know, sometimes we don't always have a pulse on what's going on in your minds. And then you hear something from someone listening and you go, Oh, huh? Haven't considered that before or good feedback. Yeah. Or it's a good confirmation that this, thing that we just did is actually working really well, whatever the case may be. So it's always good to hear something back once in a while, you know, good or bad. Sure. Helps us get better. But he mentioned that he just really needs to fill his mind and his life with things that are positive, lighthearted, happy, healthy, joyful, funny, and, you know, even inspiring and empowering. Cause I asked him about that. I said, you know, is it, is it good to like challenge and empower you know, in a positive, healthy, inspiring way. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And it just was a good reminder that it's like, you know, a rant doesn't inspire, empower, encourage. It doesn't create lighthearted happiness or joy or healthiness in any way, shape or form. It's just, it's an invitation for negativity.
0: That's good advice for all of us, especially if anybody is involved in a regular way in social media where you know, people. People. I used to do this all the time when I was in Facebook. One yeah. of the reasons I left Facebook is I would go on these rants about base about a news story I saw or something. And I mean, nobody wants to read it unless they happen to agree with me. Nobody needs to hear it. It's just it was just a way for me to vent, but in an all too public forum. And so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't yeah, even have yeah. it in front of me. So yeah, that's, that's a great life lesson.
1: And it's clearly. easy. It's easy to rant and vent, and it's easy to get negative. We've talked about this before. It, it's fun. I mean, let's be honest. It feels good, but it's not right, and it's not benef- It's not beneficial to others. That's really what it comes down to. And then you got to really ask the question, is ranting and venting in a negative way, is it is it fulfilling to us in the long run? And I would argue absolutely not. It's good to vent to process through something so that you don't explode in an unhealthy way, but mm-hmm. to rant, I actually... Cannot think of one instance in my entire life where I ranted personally and it benef it fulfilled me.
0: I don't but even if think any it's of ever you listening can think about if anyone can think of an instance where it did, let us know because yeah, that would be interesting. There's be? exceptions to every rule, and yeah. this is not this this is the same as any. So although yeah. I
1: don't know. This could be a universal truth in the sense of that being negative is not fulfilling to any of us. I'm wondering yeah, And then being negative, does it benefit anyone else? That would be an interesting curiosity. Is there any benefit to us and others for being negative at all? All right, experts, you know what to do. Send us your answers. All right, well, since the movies are a little thin right now, movie choices, that is, there's a few things out, seen what I've wanted to see. I did a little bit of an old school watch. We went back and we watched Freedom Riders from 2007, true story. Incredible, freaking incredible, absolute must watch. If you've never seen Freedom Writers, it's beautiful. Hmm. So, it's a true story about the uh, how do I put this? Students from this was 1994, and uh, I believe it was in the good LA. Good year, good year, yeah, yeah, good year. I think it was in the LA area, and it was right after the Rodney King riots.
0: Oh, that was a bad year, never mind.
1: Well, that was a bad time. Uh, and these students were somewhat affected by that. They were, you know, f- basically part of their own gangs and families and other things like that. And so, you know, kind of unfortunately rough lives. And of course, you know, the, the it, it is the stereotypical yet incredibly inspiring story of some teacher comes in and, you know, sacrifices ah, and, you know, empowers these those, students yes. and, you know, changes their lives for the better. You know, the stereo and there's a lot of those out there. Right. But this is this has got to be one of the best that I've seen. And also it's a true story. So. Okay. Please watch if you've never seen it. It will inspire you. It really will. All right. Um, the other one from actually last year, 2018 is Hunter Killer. I'm not even done with it yet. It's a long one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love movies about submarines and, you know, naval warfare. Everybody, everybody knows that. I loved the last ship. I talked about that. Sea Quest from the 90s. All that good stuff. Hunt for and October. Dot- Das
0: Boot. Das Boot. Das Boot.
1: now. U-571. I mean, I could go on for Down Periscope. I mean, you know, all kinds of good ones. Down periscope. <laughs> that was such <laughs> a funny movie, though.
0: Anyway. Sure, sure.
1: Hunter Killer is very interesting. What's fascinating to me about it, first of all, the submarine warfare, and it's really cool. I think it's a little unrealistic at times. They The way that they do things doesn't feel like this is the way it would normally be, but uh-huh. whatever, it's cool. The thing that's weird is it's almost like a cross between... You know the typical war movie where they've got like the oh, um, four
0: Crimson Tide.
1: No, 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 no. I'm talking about like like where it's the the soldiers and it's got like four to six guys and they're part of an elite squad and it's them like, you know, infiltrating and it's this real rough and tumbling kind of, you know, saving of, Private Ryan. No, nah, but I'm talking more modern though, and I'm like <laughs> totally spacing on on what the heck the movie was that I watched. But anyway, anyway, it was a movie that came out. I think um John Krasinski was in it. You've got your submarine warfare. And then you've got your ground troop warfare and it's like two completely different stories going on simultaneously. I assume it all comes together and (laughs) maybe that's good, but I actually find myself completely not interested in the ground warfare at all. Like I'm kind of like, I don't really care about these guys, but I really care about what's going on with the submarines. I'm like, this is just so, and what's really weird is that there's not a lot of story or plot, which I found to be, kind of confused by because i'm sitting here watching this and going like i'm not even entirely sure what these guys are talking about or what they're doing it's starting to make a little bit more sense so it's like these really really cool amazing like submarine moments underwater it's intense and then it goes to something else and i'm like what's going on Uh. so i can see why it didn't get the highest rating in the world but (laughs) it got some really awesome moments it really does and then it's got some kind of confusing moments 13 hours is the movie i was thinking of
0: Oh, 13
1: okay. hours. It's like that where you've got these little scenes of like 13 hours. If you've seen that movie and then you've got these little scenes of like Crimson Tide kind of mashed into one movie.
0: Hmm. It's very interesting. Well, I just want to mention how fantastic the expanse season three has been. Dude. Holy cow. Did you finish? No. Okay. Uh, i on the last episode, Uh but I mean the seasons one and two are just awesome. Season three, really just started out with a bang. And then the second half of season three has been a little bit slower, but because it is, they're following the books really well, uh, unusually well. Characters are a little different in the, in the show versus the book, but the stuff that happens is essentially the same. Nice. And, and so something happens in the, right in the middle of season three, that's, that just kind of slows it down a little bit and makes it not, not slows it down so much as makes it really a little weirder and, that's what happened in the book too, but totally worth it. Some of the best science fiction I've ever seen. Hands Beautiful. down. Beautiful. I mean, I, I'm enjoying it as much as I was enjoying the first six seasons of game of Thrones. Boom.
1: I will be saving season three for sci-fi November, which is coming up really soon <laughs> and I'll be and, watching it. Then I'll be watching that in discovery season two then
0: because mm, I, yes. I never
1: did watch it and A lot to look
0: forward to there.
1: Oh dude. Yeah. And I think there's something else. Well then, you know, then expand season four comes out in December. So I'll be ready oh, to go wow. for that. And is it coming out on Amazon? Do we know?
0: Expanse? Uh, Sci-Fi? I don't know. Sci-Fi will probably retain it while it's airing, and then maybe they'll mm-hmm. release it to someone else. I'm totally speculating. I have no idea. I don't I either. just wait for it to come out on DVD, and then I snatch it up. So well,
1: hopefully it will be on Amazon, because that will be a lot easier to watch. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yes. I finished the video game A Way Up. Oh, yeah. Which I know you played with UP Too Late. Yeah. And (laughs) I got to keep calling him that (laughs) up too late. So it was a, it was a good game. Um, Yeah. A couple things I was surprised by. I'm not going to give much away in case anybody ever wants to play it, but the uh, the time in the prison was significantly shorter than I expected. I expected that to be the majority of the game and it was like a fraction of the game.
0: So yeah, it was probably maybe a, maybe a quarter of the game. So yeah,
1: maybe that. that I think it was more like an eighth. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, to me it was a little disappointing, but that's because I expected that.
0: But at the same time, there was still plenty of prison time in that game. I thought, I mean, I thought you were there. You did a lot of stuff in the prison before you get out.
1: Yeah. I think you did less in the prison than you did elsewhere. But anyway, it was funny because I went back. If you remember the movie escape from Alcatraz, 1979 Clint Eastwood. Yep. You watch that?
0: Yes. Right before I watched the rock The rock.
1: That's right. Winners go home. And anyway, so I was, <laughs> I was looking into it because it's so funny. I've been to Alcatraz. I don't know. Have you been, were you, were you uh, originally a guest at Alcatraz? Like I was? No. Okay.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Well, back before Alcatraz closed, I was a guest there. So, um
0: oh, as in you visited Alcatraz? No,
1: I was uh, I was an inmate there in the '60s before they closed. So, oh,
0: you're okay. Yeah, see I'm you're kidding. Like, uh, yes, I yes, have, I was a guest. Yes, at, yeah, I was there too. and I escaped. Yeah, yes, gosh,
1: like Sean Connery, <laughs> we we did visit Alcatraz. I visited when I was a kid, and then Sarah and I visited once. So that was after we got married. Things had changed a lot, but they talk about the whole escape of those three guys you know, where they made the paper mache heads and they tunneled their way out and then they, you know, nobody ever found them again or whatever. So huh. that's what that movie was all about. It was about a true story about three guys who actually quote, potentially successfully escaped.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, they never found
1: the bodies, never found any evidence of them escaping. You know, of course they were trying to cover it up as though no, they, they died, they died and just got washed out to, to the ocean, you know? Hmm. Well, apparently back in 2014 or 15 or something like that, one of the guys that escaped, who was like 81 years old, sent a letter that said, we did escape that night. It was, you know, we it was close. We almost didn't make it. I'm the only survivor. I have cancer. I'm in bad shape kind of thing. Like, but we, we made it. Well, who knows hmm. if that's actually legit or not. But anyway. Good movie, by the way. I'd seen it once a long time ago. I went back, rewatched it. 1979 Clint Eastwood. I mean, it's very 1979 feel, but at the same time, it was just like, man, what a freaking good movie. Uh, and what's funny, and I couldn't find him, but Danny Glover was in there. Oh, really? And I couldn't find him because he's an extra of some kind. I think it was before he got famous, so it was really funny. And then, of course, the guy from Home Alone, you know, the the old man Marley. Was he? Yeah, the oh. guy that that shoveled. <laughs> he was in there. He was Doc. So that was really funny, but my point of all of this is that I played a way out and then I went and I watched escape from Alcatraz and you would not believe the similarities from escape from Alcatraz and a way out so many. I mean, it was almost identical, oh, like the tunneling out of your of your cell and, you know, the watching for the guards and how you're right
0: next to the cell, with each other, you know, and the back-to-back crawl up that shaft. Yeah, almost.
1: I mean, that was a little different, but it was so, and then the, you know, like when they're running on the roof in the game, it's like the exact same roof from Alcatraz, the same windows and everything like the roof windows. It was bizarre. I was like, dude, they totally took stuff out of escape from Alcatraz and put this, I mean, different enough that it wasn't like a complete copy, but I was like, this was hands down inspired by Alcatraz prison, which was really cool. So I liked that there were some kind of depressing moments in the game that, uh, well, yeah, I guess I would say depressing and kind of just downers, you know, yeah.
0: which wasn't yeah, my favorite,
1: okay. but the game itself was just so interesting and it was a very new way of playing stuff. I've never really seen before in a game and totally worth playing. And I won't,
0: I won't and say need, anything else. And you do need to play it with a friend. You have to. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And I will say that it wraps up the story very nicely and you do have just to throw this out there, your choices do determine the ending of your story.
0: Yes, that's right. So
1: just keep that in mind. I like that. That's very cool.
0: Yeah. So there you go. We need more like, we need more games like that.
1: I agree. All right. Two awesome songs here. I want to give you just, just because they're awesome and they're fun and you know, they'll, they'll cheer you up. One is uh skillet. It's called victorious. It's awesome sweet string section. Great rock. Get in there. Rock out. And then this one is by three different groups above and beyond, which I've honestly never heard of them. I have. Uh, You have. Okay, good. Above and beyond seven lions. Love seven lions. And then opposite the other. Those are the three groups. It's called see the end. Awesome song. Interesting.
0: All three of those guys collaborated, huh?
1: Yeah, it's cool.
0: It's very good. Okay. There you go, man. Well, good job, dude. You too. Good show, Brian. That was
1: just spectacular. You deserve a gold star for that one. Tell you what.
0: Three. Three Three gold stars. Get them,
1: Three gold. Now, you know what? Before we end, as always, we've got something real deep for you. Real important. And I'll tell you what, this is just going to make you want to make some biscuits and
0: gravy. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If I could have a Mad Max name like Toe Cutter or Lord Humongous, I'd want to be known as Hosehead. I would drive around the wasteland in a rickety old Chevy pickup, I'll name the Kulukuku blasting Getty Lee's anthem take off on huge loudspeakers and launch beer cans filled with rocks at my enemies. I think I would be killed pretty quick, but it'd be a beauty way to go, eh?
1: I think that's another thing that we should do, maybe next week, is what? come up with Mad Max names for ourselves.
0: Oh, already done. Yeah, well you
1: got it. You've got hosehead. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to think of one, and then, but, but then, you know, like you, you've got your rickety old Chevy pickup. It's beautiful. I mean, you've kind of created it right now, but let's, let's go even deeper. What do you look like? What kind of clothes do you wear? Do you have tattoos? Do you burn your face with whatever, you know, stuff like that? Okay, A- And I'll get right. into that too. Maybe I'll, I'll come up with some ideas for next week too.
0: We get to use our imaginations next week, dude. Guys.
1: We're coming up with Mad Max names for next week. We're going to change movie titles with one letter only so we can figure out what the plot is. One letter only, Vashili. That's right. One letter only. And remember, Black Dogs Matter too. So have fun. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts, dude. <laughs> Stop cheating on your Wi-Fi, by the way. Um, I want to hear your thoughts. We had a lot of questions today. Go back. If you forgot what those questions were, listen. Well, the first thing was, what did you think of our little title? you know, comment of love yourself, love others, and then do what you want. I'm curious your thoughts on that. I'm curious to know if there's any way that negativity can be beneficial to us and others, or if it's a universal truth that it's completely unbeneficial in every way. Um, And yeah,
0: non-constructive negativity, keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. I'm not even sure that most negativity is constructive though.
0: Well, but you got I mean, constructive criticism, uh, it's still criticism, even though it's constructive, but that's so it negative, has negative connotation. Yeah, but it does have negative connotations. Like, like, I think you like, uh, neg- uh, like, if you say to somebody, you do this too much, or if you did less of this, then that would be beneficial to you. Uh, that, that's a negative statement, uh, mm. but, but with a positive connotation, you know what I mean?
1: See, and I don't see it that way because I see it as that if it's you do a lot of this and if you did more of this, it would benefit you and others. Then to me, that's positive because okay. you're caring enough about that person to give them, you know, good feedback versus if I were just to say, you know, you're ugly end of story. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's completely negative. <laughs> like, yeah. Go, go get a, you know, J. I don't know. Yeah.
0: That's,
1: that's not construct. that Doesn't help him, you know? Well, you know what the music means.
0: Oh, I definitely know what the music means, son.
1: <laughs> all right, com slash 175. Please, please talk to us. They had so many questions. I really am curious all your thoughts on that. And, you know, you can get in touch with us. However, and of course, if you live in another city, state, or country, you can contact me via social because that's the only way we're going to talk. Captain Influence, thank you, and thank you for listening. Have a great week. Real Brian Show is signing off.
0: The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.